we have those moments where we shift from topic to topic in the midst of the session, where we offer a summary of where we've been and now where we're going. The key with all of this is just to remember to slow down enough to offer summaries. You may still be thinking, hmm, they're a waste of time. You may feel like you don't have enough time to do this, but my question is, do you have enough time to not do this? I'm Dr. Mora. I'm a college professor, instructor, coach, and passionate mentor to health coaches around the world. But I haven't always been that confident and committed to my coaching career. I was hesitant to take the next step and wasn't sure what the best approach was to success and fulfillment. I decided to step into my passion and purpose of guiding health coaches on their journey from hesitant health coach to committed health coach. With a unique approach to coach growth, the Coaching Hive Blueprint combines creating a mindful vision with inspiring guidance and progress-driven learning. The Coaching Hive Podcast is your glimpse into the concepts, ideas, and approaches that underscore the Coaching Hive while giving you the opportunity to implement tools and tips along the way. Are you ready to dive into today's podcast? Then let's go and remember that this podcast is family friendly. So go ahead and play it through your speakers. Welcome back to our podcast series on communication. At long last, we are here at the end of the month. We have talked about everything from questions to affirmations. Last week, we talked about reflections. And if you've been following along, you know that we are working on our motivational interviewing oars to provide a foundation for the conversation about communication that we've been having. And so this brings us to the S of oars, which is summaries. Summaries are a wonderful technique to use. And I think they're often forgotten in the rush of time, to be honest. So last week we talked about reflections and the fact that reflections really honor our client's time because what we're doing is showing that we are in the moment. We are there with them. And by reflecting, we can highlight what the client is saying, show that we're listening, really help them to gain more, more understanding, more insights into what it is they're thinking and feeling and what they want to accomplish. So if reflections do all of that, where do summaries fit into this pattern of communication? Well. Summaries are a form of reflection. However, they're more like a paragraph. So when you took writing back in grade school, maybe it was middle school, high school, college, I don't know when you took writing. Whenever you took a writing class, you were probably instructed on some kind of five paragraph essay where you had an introductory paragraph, you had three paragraphs of content, and then you had a closing paragraph. Okay, so the opening paragraph, in the five paragraph essay format was all about where you were headed. What do we already know? What are we going to be doing? And this concept of that opening paragraph, it holds true in the coaching setting as well. What we learned in communicating in a writing format carries over. And it carries over in a really cool way because with that opening summary, when you sit down with a client for a session, you're welcoming them. You offer them that warm welcome. You sit down to talk and an opening summary sets the stage, just like in an essay. It will help the client to remember what you talked about in the previous session. 
and also help them to know what to expect from this session. You can offer options. You can summarize what they've talked about in the past and then really think about how does that play a role in where they want to use their time in this session. So that's that opening summary. It is truly about setting the stage, just like the introductory paragraph in the five paragraph essay. Okay, that's the first paragraph of the five paragraph essay. Summaries, paragraph style, lots of reflections all in one place. They are affirming to the client, just like a regular reflection, because it shows the client that you remembered what they said. You were able to think about that. You were able to integrate it into your understanding of the client. And the client gets a chance to hear their ideas back. And if you've highlighted something, it also gives them a little bit of confidence that what they're saying is meaningful. It's important in a world where we move fast. We rarely take time to slow down and acknowledge what others are saying. That opening summary to your coaching conversation starts everything off in a positive light. It allows for more confidence, more trust, more comfort with the client. And it increases our client's willingness to jump into the conversation as a full partner because now they can offer. They can offer information. They can talk about what happened this week based on that summary you shared. Maybe you reviewed their goals from the previous week and they can say, yes, that's what happened. Or man, this week really fell apart. I don't really know where to go from here. And I'm hoping that we can use some of our time together today to talk about that. When you have the beauty of an opening summary, you start to realize, whoa, if it's that powerful at the beginning of a session, I wonder where else it fits. And one of the ways I like to think about summaries, well, you have your opening summary, right? But you also have a closing summary. So let's talk about that. And then we'll talk about those middle three paragraphs in that essay that I haven't really shared about just yet. So the closing paragraph of a five paragraph essay is all about a summary. You're talking about the key points that you covered in your five paragraphs, or I guess in this case, the four preceding paragraphs. You're talking about what you covered, what are the conclusions? In some cases, what are the next steps? If you're talking about research, what are the next research steps? If you're talking about where things need to go, you're highlighting that in your closing paragraph. In that essay, the closing paragraph is a closing summary. So in a coaching session, a closing summary operates in the same way. It operates in that fashion where you share with the client the key points you've talked about in your session, because remember, they're in the moment, they may or may not notice all of the things that they did during that session. Think about it. How many times have you looked back on your year and thought, man, I did not get very far until someone says, well, in January, you did this. In February, you did that. In March, this happened. April, and they keep going. And suddenly you look at them and say, oh, I did do something. I had no idea. Can't tell you how many times I've said that to my husband when he sits there and he'll list off the things that I've accomplished or our son has accomplished when we're doubting where we've come from. And this closing summary gives you the opportunity to highlight the progress, highlight those important breakthroughs, 
highlight those aha moments. And then it really sends the client out into the world with an affirmation. Not only is the summary itself affirming, but you can also add an affirmation that helps them think, wow, I have this strength. I'm going to go use it now and I'm going to accomplish my goal for the week so that I can get closer and closer to that vision of where I want to be with my health and well-being. So that final paragraph of the five paragraph essay is that closing. It's a highlight of the important or key points from the discussion. It's the next steps, it's an affirmation. So now that we've got our five paragraph essay once more, we have our opening. We know exactly why that's important. It sets the stage for everything. And we know that the closing summary is important because it's wrapping everything up. It's sending our client out into the world with that positive momentum to make their goals happen. But a five paragraph essay has more than an opening and a closing paragraph. What about those three middle paragraphs? I don't know about you, um, but in our homeschool life, we have been working on writing cohesively. And so the middle paragraphs get tricky, right? Because it's easy to get lost in the flow of things. And sometimes you wander down a rabbit hole. Sometimes you're writing in your thoughts, take a completely different path than you would have expected. And the result is that it doesn't really fit together. What you're writing doesn't fit together. So the summaries in the middle of the body of the essay, those summaries that you might include can help kind of get you back on the path. In a session, summaries in the middle are going to be a way to move from one topic area to the next topic area. You can offer those summarizing points, those key points of what you've been talking about and offer some guidance to shift gears. For example, now with this in mind, it sounds like you'd like to talk about. And so you can then offer that client the momentum to keep moving the conversation forward, but without feeling like you're being whipped around without any warning. It's akin to when you're in the car and you have your car's navigation system running, or maybe it's on your phone. It's on my phone. I don't have a car with nav, but regardless of where you're listening to it, it tells you in 0.3 miles, you're going to turn right onto Smith Street. At 0.1 miles, you're going to turn right onto Smith Street. Turn right onto Smith Street. It gives you warning. So those summaries in the middle are a nice way to offer that same kind of navigation warning so that you're not just turning the corner and your client is still sitting there going, whoa, what just happened? I had no idea we were shifting. Which means those middle of the session summaries are just as important as the opening and the closing summaries. Now, sometimes if you're not truly focused, if you're not truly in the moment, it is very difficult to offer these kinds of summaries because you're thinking ahead. And if you're thinking ahead, you're really not paying attention to the progression of how the conversation is moving. I've been there. We've all probably been there. But once you really focus on how the conversation is moving, you can make that transition through a summary into the next step. It's like when I talk about vision with coaches, we don't start with the vision. We actually start with their values. So tell me a little bit about what you value. Okay, how are we going to grow on these values, build on these values? 
And then we talk about what the values mean, how they operate in their life. Okay, now let's, with these values in mind, let's think about how they grow and build their vision for their business. But we don't have that conversation without a summary in the middle. We don't go from values to business vision without any kind of warning. If you think about a toddler who's playing on the floor, probably very intently with something, and then you say, let's go to the store without any warning, what happens? Well, they melt down. They get confused because they didn't have any warning. They didn't know where we were headed, why that changed, what happened. Those middle of the session summaries are easy to forget. You know, think about being that toddler parent and you go, whoa, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. Oh gosh, I need to get going. And so you just tell your toddler, it's time to go. Let's get, go get your shoes or come with me now. And the meltdown happens because there wasn't warning about where we were headed. So we need to remember in our sessions to take time for those middle of the session summaries. That's the key. We have to remember them. It's not just about an opening and a closing summary. Those are vital. Don't get me wrong. They're essential. But so are the summaries that you're going to find in the middle. And when you're offering summaries along the way, here's the other thing that happens. Not only does it keep your client on track, it keeps you as the coach on track and it keeps you engaged and it keeps you focused so that when you get to the closing summary, you have summarized at least once along the way, which means it's easier to pull out those key points in the moment. But what happens if you're like me and you're worried about being able to remember the key points simply because you're just so in the moment and maybe when you're like that, you don't always remember those key points or you just can't put them into words right away. Well, one trick is to just jot down a key term. If your client is talking about adding rowing into their exercise routine, you write down rowing. Not client wants to add rowing to their exercise routine. You're just writing the word rowing and that should be enough. If you're completely focused on the conversation, that should be enough to help you craft that closing summary when you get there. And when you get to the end of the essay, right? When you get to the end of your session, you have to offer that closing. So if you think about summaries in terms of that five paragraph essay, where you have an opening summary, you have a closing summary, and you have something in the middle, Right, we're setting the stage with the opening summary of the closing summary to set the stage for moving forward. We know where we're headed. That closing summary says all that we've done. Here's where we've been. Here's what we've talked about, where we're headed because you're going out into the world. It really helps to, helps the client to navigate forward. And then you have in the middle somewhere where we say, hey, it's time to turn right in 0.3 miles. We have those moments where we shift from topic to topic in the midst of the session, where we offer a summary of where we've been and now where we're going. The key with all of this is just to remember to slow down enough to offer summaries. You may still be thinking, mm, they're a waste of time. You may feel like you don't have enough time to do this, but my question is, do you have enough time to not do this? 
summaries are really going to focus the conversation. They're going to bring a lot of cohesion to the conversation. It brings direction. It brings an open, welcoming component to the conversation. It brings trust. It brings all of these things to the conversation. So again, my question is, do you really have time not to summarize? It just takes a minute. It just takes a minute. This week, think about where you want to add in some summaries. If you're actively coaching, great, add them in. If you're not, that's okay. Add them into your conversations at home. If you're going out, add them into your conversations when you're out and about or talking with friends. So after you have a discussion about what the weekly chores are going to be or the breakdown of what's happening, summarize it, give it a whirl, see what it's like, see how you can make it more effective, okay? You may have even noticed at the beginning of this podcast, I offered you a summary of the month so far. Now we're at the end. It's probably time for me to offer you just one more summary. I've actually been offering summaries, little summaries along the way. So let me offer you a closing summary. We're at the end of that essay, that five paragraph essay, and here it is. Today, we talked about where we've come so far in the month. We started this month with communication in mind, and we talked about all of our oars with motivational interviewing. We talked about open questions, affirmations, reflections, and today's summaries. That was our focus today was summaries. And I compared our summaries to a five-paragraph essay structure where we have an opening summary, that opening paragraph. We have a closing summary that aligns with the closing paragraph. And then in the middle, we want to offer summaries along the way to keep the client with us so that we are moving in a direction together that makes the most sense for them and we continue to stay focused with our time and effective with our time. And I left you with a question. I said, do you really have the time not to summarize? So think about that this week. Do you really have the time not to summarize? Or is it worth the minute it might take to offer a summary so that you and your client are on the same page? With that in mind, I'm going to ask you to try to offer at least one summary a day in your conversations. See what it feels like. Get that practice in. And I can't wait to hear how it works for you. Now, before we completely wrap up, next month I have something exciting, exceptionally special for you. We are sitting down and talking all about passion and purpose because on August 10th, I have this opportunity to share a conversation with you that I have with Amy McLaren. Her new book, Passion to Purpose, is being released on August 10th, and I cannot wait to share our conversation with you right here on the Coaching Hive podcast. And oh my goodness, I have a pre-release copy of the book. I've only had it a few weeks. It's already dog-eared. I love it. And I thought that with her book release happening on August 10th, this might be a really good time to start thinking about working within and honoring our passion and our purpose. So I'm going to use her book as inspiration for August. We're going to talk with Amy on the podcast, like I said, on August 10th. It's going to be fantastic. Next week, I'm going to start off our month by answering a question that I recently saw in a health coach group. And that question was, why do I need to find my purpose. Why is everyone telling me I need to find my purpose? My purpose is to be a health coach. It's a great question. Why is everyone telling this person 
but they need to find their purpose. So next week, I'm going to come back to that question. I'm going to unpack it a little bit. And I'm also going to challenge you to think about it in the meantime. Is that a purpose? What do you think? Is it a purpose? My purpose is to be a health coach. Now, if you're a Coaching Hive member, you probably already know a little bit about where I'm going with this. And you probably already know some of my thoughts, but we're going to expand on that. And we'll certainly talk about it in the first week of August. And then on August 10th, I will sit down and introduce you to Amy McLaren, author of Passion to Purpose. Please go ahead and order this, pre-order this. What happens is 100% of the book proceeds, and no, I'm not making any money off of this, 100% of the proceeds go to support their Village Impact Foundation. And it is an amazing foundation that is building schools in Africa. And the profits, the proceeds from Passion to Purpose are going toward building a girls boarding school. What could be better? Making sure that girls have the opportunity for education. So go grab the book. I can't wait for, I have my actual pre-order copy. Um, I had a pre-release copy, but I have my pre-order copy that's on its way. Like I said, I have the PDF version. It's all dog-eared, it's marked up. I have sticky notes everywhere. And I know that your copy will be the same. In fact, coming soon is a Passion to Purpose book club that I'm going to be running. But before I talk more about that, go ahead and check out passiontopurposebook.com to order Amy McLaren's new book. On her website, what you'll see are multiple options for pre-ordering, as well as getting the free Passion Planner that you can print. And if you would like to order multiple copies, maybe this is something that you have a neighborhood book club and you would like to use this book with others, go ahead and pre-order it on her website because there are some added bonuses that you can't get any other place. So if you are ordering five or 10 or more copies, there are some actual bonuses uh, on passiontopurposebook.com. Otherwise, the website shares with you several places that you can go purchase the book. Beginning on August 2nd, our Coaching Hive Passion to Purpose book club on Facebook will open and we will have live calls. We're going to work through the book together and support one another on the passion path. If you are ready, you're saying, yes, sign me up. Feel free to go ahead and join the Passion to Purpose book club that I'm hosting by going to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Coaching Hive Passion to Purpose book club. Wow, that's a really long URL. Is that overwhelming? Okay, I know it is. Check out the link in the show notes and you will just be one click away to joining the Facebook group for our book club. The book club is completely free. So please feel free to bring a friend, join the conversation and get excited for Amy McLaren's new book, Passion to Purpose. It releases officially on August 10th. You can go ahead and pre-order it now. And our conversation in the Coaching Hive Passion to Purpose book club will begin on August 2nd. As always, Thank you so much for listening. I hope this series on communication throughout the month of July has given you a few ideas, not just for your coaching conversations, but for all of the conversations that you find yourself taking part in. Just simple shifts can make a world of difference in someone's day. All right, until next week, have a wonderful day.